This is the Village Church Q&A podcast, where our goal is to create digital, shareable, and helpful content to make disciples who will go, grow, and overcome. It's a bright Monday morning at the Village Church Q&A podcast. Actually, today's it's Tuesday actually. when we're recording. But happy Monday to you My when birthday, it's released. Is it really? Happy birthday, Brian. <laughs> How old are you today? Over. 104. 104? Start over. No, I like this. This is good. So I want to invite you to the beginning of our Q&A podcast this week as Brian and no, I talk about technology. Over. It's going to be now great, I'm everybody. I'm going to start singing songs la, and I'll la, be illegally la, la, cut la, 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 off. La, la, la. Don't go chasing waterfalls. Do, 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 do. You're ridiculous. All right. I'll start over. Just kidding. We're not going to start <laughs> over. <laughs> Oh, but for real, it is Monday. It is my wife's birthday. And this week we're dealing with technology. Do you really want to start over? Too bad. We're going to get going. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, if you can't tell, my wife is in the studio with us today. I feel like technology is out of control right now. I feel like you're out of control. Okay. Uh, and uh, this entire week, uh, we're going to be answering questions about Technology. I think I've said that five times, but there's a reason why this whole week is focused on technology. The reason is, is because last Monday night, uh, Brienne hosted a technology night. And Brienne, what was the topic of the night? Yeah, so we are trying to stir up conversation and equip parents in our community um, of how it is to be a parent in a virtual world. Yep. So we wanted to yeah, launch that conversation, whet people's appetite, get them interested. And during the night, we um, had gave people the opportunity to text in questions. And we had a couple questions come through. We told them that we would actually open up Monday's podcast uh, with, with, with answers to these questions and mm-hmm. again, start getting this conversation going, trying to be as helpful as we can. And so this entire week, we're going to be dealing with that. Today is help technology is out of control in my home. Uh, We're going to aggregate some of the questions that we've got under this category. Uh, On Wednesday, we're going to be answering the question, how do I reclaim control of my teenager's technology? And then um, on Friday, we're going to bring in some special guests to help us think through as parents and as leaders, some specific technological details, specific apps, things we should be looking at, resources, Mm -hmm. things like that. Looking forward to that. So, um, Brian, let's get into today's question. Um, Help technology is out of control in my home. I mean, obviously, you can hear even from just the statement that there is something that is gone awry, that this technology thing... Um, had a proper place mm-hmm. and it is no longer in its proper place. So or maybe it never counsel. even had a proper place. I think yeah. a lot of times when we were young parents and the... What are we now? Rate, now that you're how old? I'm 104. Now that the rate of... Um, now we're old parents? Accumulation <laughs> in our home of people giving our children toys or clothes or whatever it may be, it was actually very hard to keep up on top of the things that were coming into our home, having a proper place to go to. And so I think technology has been a lot of the same experience for people. The rate at which it is coming into our lives, I don't even know if it's getting it back to a proper place or is it creating proper places to be able to say, you know what, no, I'm, we got we to gotta stop. We got to be intentional about this. And we got to figure out where does technology fit yep. and where does it not fit? Yep. There, where is it invited? Yeah. Where is it uninvited? There have to be principles that transcend whatever future things may come to us. Absolutely. So, for example, if it, just as an analogy, um, I have a principle that I'm not going to lie. Well, it doesn't matter what circumstances come up, new circumstances that I've never considered, that principle 
uh, persists and it is the filter through which I perceive alternate opportunities to lie or to mislead or to deceive, you know? And so when you think about this, what are, what are the principles that guide our home? The principles that uh, before even these new technologies mm -hmm. come out, there's mm -hmm. already these guiding things that hold us. So once we break these principles, right. we're given in. So for example, I really want a dog for my birthday. And so we already have a dog run and we already have a side door and we already have an amazing fenced in yard. And we have three children who have been saving their money for a dog. And we have people to take care of the dog when we leave. And we have all of these different situations and organized opportunities chickens. for the dog to take care of the chickens. And the so dog's for the dog to be able chickens? to put in, not like change its water, but yes, protect them and love them. And they'll be happy. Have you ever seen a dog yes. love a chicken? Would you like me to show you pictures on Pinterest? Great. So the dog would be coming into a situation, into a setup that it's ready for it, is excited for it, and has a proper place for it. This is really serving hard to our parents. And so one of the things that I <laughs> wanted to focus on in that, we talked about how this is an area where we know that we need help. We know that we can We're look at our life. We're talking about dogs or technology right now. Technology. All right, thank you for that. Right. Um, but yes. I do want a dog for my birthday. And so we can look at technology and we can be able to see in our lives, in our own lives and in our parenting, a lot of times that we need help in this area. And I, I oftentimes have not met many people unless they're just completely ignorant under the radar, right? Where they're like, they don't have an angst about what's happening. They don't feel like sometimes when they take an iPad away from their child and their child like becomes... Like a monster. The monster of the universe that they're like, wow, that's something about that is probably not a good idea. Mm. Right. And so this is an area where so many of us know, like, ah, oh, yeah, we gotta figure this out a little bit more. So many parents if they're junior hires and high schoolers and even like their tweens and the way that they interact on social media and different things, like there is an understanding that something is a hot mess, right? And not good in our lives. And so what we wanted to talk about specifically today is how do we get that technology back under control in our home? And so last night in the, or I guess it'd be last Monday, in the parenting night that we talked about is how do we make a strategic plan, an intentional plan to look at what technology is in our lives right now? So we would call that assessment, right? And how do we make a vision for what we want it to be? Yep. You had said that at Village Church, one of our greatest desires is for the children of Village Church to to be raised up and to grow up to become people who love Jesus and that that is seen in their lives from all different angles. Yep. And that could actually look other people in the face and have know how to have normal conversations mm -hmm. in a world of kids who are growing up socially inept. Our kids would be able to look an adult in the face and have normal conversations and right, be deep and intelligent. Because they love that adult. And, They'd see that adult yeah. is in the created image and yep. they have invested even themselves in what it is to be in that social context. And they've mm. seen God show up in the world and the wonder of the created world around us. And they've invested in that and they've explored that and they've completely taken the world and the people that God has made and being able to see the wonder that is in all of it mm. and that they love it. Yep. I think there's a question that I find really helpful. Uh, and you take each device on its own. And because sometimes different devices have different places in our home and our lives, a TV is very different than a phone. A TV is not ubiquitous. Well, now it actually with the phone, it's becoming everywhere. Um, but if you were to if you were to sit down and say, "How would I like my eighteen? If you say your son's little, right? What what would I want my eighteen year old son's relationship to be like with his phone?" Mm -hmm. And you might you might actually take a couple minutes with your husband or wife, and uh, and you might say, "You know." I would love my my kid to not look at other to not look at his phone when he's with other people. 
Mm-hmm. I would love when we sit down at dinner for my kid to not have to look at his phone and it's okay if he doesn't have to look at every text message. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd love to know that my kid is not alone in his bedroom. I'd love to know that that With he's using device. yeah, mm-hmm. he's using social media in a way to build people up, you know, stuff like that. Okay, well, if that's your vision, then what do we have to do now to cultivate that person? Right. And, and unfortunately, sometimes the tech vision has to go device by device. Mm-hmm. When, you're, when your kid is 25, and let's say you have a son and he's newly married, what do you want his relationship with television to look like when he's 25, newly married with just him and his wife? Mm-hmm. Do you want them to spend three hours a night watching TV or mm-hmm. four? Do you want him to be a gamer? Do you want him to fill in the blank? Well, whatever you do now, we're cultivating that person later. Right. So I guess there's an assessment that we have to look at to say, okay, what are the things that their heart longs after or invest their time in now? Yep. Even if even at a young age, all of our children are very different in the way that they interact with technology. We have more concerns for some of them than others. Yeah. And so because their heart just seems to pine after whether it's the escape. Like one or of our children are obsessed the with story, it. Right. And the or other like two the aren't. bright light or whatever it may be. And so the first stage, I guess we would call it, or a first step in the strategic planning of how we regain control in our home of our technology is to assess where we're at. That's a very individual thing for each child, but also for each parent to be able to look at and say, okay, what are the gadgets? What is the technology in my life? What role is it playing in my life? How do I schedule my life around it to get to it more? How do I, am I okay putting it down? Am I okay not responding to text messages? Sometimes you need another party to help you do this, by the way. Absolutely. That kind of self-reflection is absolutely worth it. But oftentimes we don't, we just need someone else to ask us the questions. Well, and a lot of this has become so normal for so many people, even in a social context. So it is sometimes hard to see in and of ourselves. And so the first step is assessment. And the second step that you talked about before is having that vision, having that goal. Okay, what do we want my Mm -hmm. five-year-old son to be like when he's 18? And we talked a little bit about that. We have to parse that because a lot of times people answer that question and they're like, I want him to be good. I want him to have good character. Okay, well, define those attributes. Yeah, but like we would be saying something would be an example maybe of like – um, that he uses his phone to connect with the people that he actually knows in real life and loves, right? That he uses something like Instagram if it's still around in however many years mm-hmm. to be able to celebrate the beauty of his life and to rejoice in, with other people and to yep. enjoy God's creation. Totally. Um, I mean, you think about that one principle, right? Let's say you have a tech principle in your home that is my vision for my kid is that he interacts with social media with people that he has real life human relationships with. And that's right. kind of where it ends. Right. Well, that is a huge filter. Mm-hmm. And if you teach your kid, don't friend people that you don't really know. Oh, yeah. Don't friend people don't, to be a voyeur in their life. Right. Don't it doesn't matter. People. That's strange. You might see them every once in a while at school or whatever, but you don't You don't need to be mm-hmm. the friend. Friend mm-hmm. people that you actually love, invest in, and care for, make that a rule. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting because what they learn from us, and like, for example, I, can, I should be able to look at my kid's Facebook and say, do you know that person? Well, no. Unfriend them. Yeah. Or unfollow them to right. be nicer. And so one of the things we talked about in the parenting night was just how the goal and part of the vision that we want for every child and for every adult too, because one of the things we talked about also is this really does start in our own hearts is for wonder to be what fills our hearts, whether that's at the people around us or God's creation, and that that would be part of what we are working towards. And so the second step, the first step is assessing. The second step is setting a goal or a vision for what we want our children to be. And the third way is then therefore connecting the two of those with the path and figuring out, okay, well then how do we get Mm -hmm a five-year-old to become an 18-year-old and how do we 
how do we clean up or seek to root out some of the things we see now that yep. if those were on its own trajectory, they would not lead to that goal? Yep. And how do we put things in that are going to direct to that goal? You know what this is called? Leadership. Leader, this is so stupid, it's profound. Leaders are able to accurately assess what is real, have a vision for something better, and help people build a bridge to get from point A to point B. Right. But and that, we're called to be mm-hmm. leaders in our homes. Absolutely, I was going to say. And so sometimes people feel like they're not naturally born leaders. You don't need to be. But this is a thing that with our children, we I have might no not other be naturally option. kind. I don't have a choice. <laughs> I might not be naturally a lot of things. And you know what? Naturally, there's a lot of things I'm not good at. But I still am accountable to be them and to grow them. Absolutely. In certain environments. Yep. And, and to be able to bring God glory. Sorry, you're talking like my, I just got to say this. Leadership is a muscle that you can develop. Mm. Most people don't have vision because nobody's ever taught them how to cultivate vision. Mm-hmm. And there are really simple tools to cultivate vision when you're not used to it. And... Like, for example, um, here's an easy way. What irritates you the most about your kid? And I know that's a backwards question, right? You might be like, oh, hey, William. Well, sometimes you, you, then you say, okay, what do you want that to be? Oh, I, I wish they would just be like this. That's vision. Mm-hmm. Vision is an I wish. Yeah, so like I totally had a vision oh my before gosh. I met shush, my husband I, I of what he would be. And I'd be like, okay, Lord. If do, you're going to talk about n- dogs, we're done. No. I could, <laughs> Not I we, can our relationship. I'm talking about the <laughs> yeah. podcast. Um, no, this is a good one. And I'd, so I'd be, I tell people this story all the time. I'd be like, Lord, I see, a, I want a vision of a husband who like doesn't run out of church to get to like a sports game on TV where he doesn't know the people playing. I could keep going on that one, but I won't. But yeah, and has like forsaken the relationships of people at church. So I was little, I'd watch people do that, right? And I'd watch men like sprint out of church to go watch the game. And I was always so confused at why that was okay. You know what we do and now? So, no, wait, no, 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 no. I'm telling a story. <laughs> and so I would pray, right? Like, Lord, I don't like give me the husband who stays after invests in relationships, right? And so it's so funny because now I'm the one who's like falling over, dying of hanger at the end of a church service and being able to say, oh, I just, let's mm. go. Because mm. my husband is so invested in relationships and culting those, cultivating those and actually culting thoroughly in, <laughs> no, um, edit that from the podcast, please. No, cultivating relationships, right? And like investing in that. And so that that's definitely a way that I think I had vision. I asked the Lord to meet it and he met it and even exceeded my expectations. And now and I irritate you. No. Yeah, I think exactly. that's the moral so, yeah, of the story. Sometimes it so is. So now you need a new vision. Could he be, you know, no, that you're not interested in humans? Bringing and... a granola bar. Um, and so I think with that, that's how we have to be able to look at our children to be able to say, okay, how do we want that that to look? Yep. Those things that were like, wow, God really took that and yep. he took it home, right? Yep. So that's the way to get there. That's the leadership of being able to say, okay, now here's the way that I want to provide my children. And so we cannot control our children's hearts, but we can influence them and we can set paths for them to be able to walk that are going to lead on a trajectory towards the vision that we want to have happen. Yep. So a small example is like we know that our children love earning badges. And so I saw in my son, like when he plays video games, he does not want to he doesn't play video games when he plays like Temple Run on my phone is what it would be. He does not want to stop until he's accomplished that run. Their Sonic Care with their toothbrushes, they get these like awards and yes. it was taking them like five minutes in the morning to brush their teeth like longer than it should have. And I'm like, what are you doing? They're like, we got like 30 badges. Right, so like if they just brush their teeth three times in a row, <laughs> yeah, they, get all these they badges. can get all these badges. <laughs> and so, um, so I saw that in our children. We saw that in our children and we thought like, okay, how can we harness this and bring in the wonder part? So how can we use that trajectory of what they're loving with the interface of technology and use that to cultivate wonder? And so there's a great opportunity in something called Wild Explorers Club for them to be able to be kind of like an online Boy Scouts. But really what it all revolves around 
are these activities that you do in nature to cultivate wonder in your children. And then you get actual badges mailed to you in the mail. Like literal badges. Yep, that yeah. we can hang on. We made a little banner for them to hang on their walls. Yep. And so that's an, that's one of the opportunities to be able to speak into hopefully a five-year-old's heart to be able to say, okay, we love that you love accomplishing and we love that you love winning. Mm-hmm. And so how can we take that and put that into the world on a trajectory that leads yep. to wonder? I think one of the big one of the big things that somebody might be listening and saying, um, make it more practical, make it more practical. And and here's the challenge. You have to make it more practical. Like the, I think one of the greatest gifts that we can give someone is a simple paradigm, a simple strategy that says, uh, assess the problems and the good mm-hmm. called create a vision or the goal. and build mm-hmm. or goal and build a pathway to that goal. Mm-hmm. Be a leader in your right. home. And, and sometimes you have to ask other people around you and you have to really get a lot of input for being able to say, what yep. what is going to take us from here to there? Yep. I, I've said this a hundred times and people don't believe me. People say, oh, Michael, you have so much vision, whatever. I have big ideas, but in terms of creating pathways, there is almost no vision that I've ever had that has actually turned out the way I thought it was going to turn out. Because what I've had to do is bring multiple people into the pathway in the process. And what I've learned is that actually other people have way better ideas than I do. Mm-hmm. And my job is to bring those ideas out. Mm-hmm. And for me, it's become a very normal part of my life that like whatever vision I have, it is not nearly as good as it could be. In fact, most of the time it's mediocre um, until other people speak into it. And I think that's what it is. Honestly, you have a husband mm-hmm. and a wife. And so you do this together. If you're a single parent, you bring in grandparents Absolutely. or other people who know your, your community kids. Group. You bring your community group in and your friend circles. And, teachers. But sometimes teachers. that means you got to actually give people the freedom to say, you know, here's some things I see in your kid that concern right. me. This and needs that to be cleaned up first. Mom culture. See, dads, we do this all the time. Like I can look at any of my buddies and be like, bro, what's wrong with your kid? Hey, this isn't right. Hey, have you considered this? No issues. And moms have a lot harder time with that. And I I would love to see, rather than moms have to have conversations, mom invite conversations. That moms go and say, my heart is open. Would you would you say, what are some good things and things that you'd like to see my kid grow in um, and uh, to people that you trust? I'd love to see more of those because sometimes we don't see the problems in our own kids. Mm-hmm. And sometimes other people do. And uh, that's a really, like, that could be really meaningful. Um, yeah, for what it's worth. I agree. I want to add one last kind of step into the process. And so we have to assess to create a goal to make a way to get there. And then I think a lot of times I love for people to predict obstacles that they're going to come across. And so there is no way that we can predict every obstacle that we're going to come across in our son's life between the ages of five and 18. However, there are some that right now at the beginning that if we were to look at, we could predict and to be able to say, okay. So I think one of the obstacles that we have predicted already is to be able to say, okay, actually, but he loves the sense of accomplishing things. He actually loves the sense and technology gives him that so fast and quick. Mm. And he he loves it. He He's so proud when he's gotten to another level. He's going to love and, trophies one day. Exactly. He's, he, but he actually wants to get them for something that he has done, right? Oh, yeah. And so trophies, not a chance. So for the obstacles, I, that's an obstacle that we had to kind of look at and say, okay, but that's going to be something that gives him a quick fix, immediate gratification. And so how do we meet him and teach him something better? How mm. do we give him that gratification, that sense of winning, that sense of achieving, mm. and get, give it to him in a better route? And yep. so Jesus is all about stepping into our lives and being what's better. Mm. And so I think as we look at that, we can look at obstacles and be able to predict them as much as possible and then be able to break them apart. Sometimes I call them hurdles. Sometimes I call them obstacles to think, okay, what's going to try to keep you from getting there? So look at that. Lots of times we can predict a couple of them and then we can brainstorm and be able to think, okay, so how do I take that down? How do I go over it? How do I go around it? How do I move it? Whatever it may be. How do I teach my kid to lose well? 
Mm-hmm. That's an obstacle. Mm-hmm. All right. So here's what we do. Let's come back on Wednesday. And uh, I want to answer this question with you. How do I reclaim control of my teenager's technology? I think this is a, a very difficult circumstance where parents feel like, it's is it too late? How do I do this? How do I get control? Uh, I've lost it all. They have it all. Let's talk about that on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us. Thank you, Brian, for being here. We'll see you then. Mm-hmm.